0: Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobi and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 76 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. We give you our predictions, our picks, and our picks. With the hopes that we have you prevail for week 17, your fantasy championship week for most of you guys, and the rest of the 2022 fantasy football playoff slash season. I'm your host, Nick Giacobi. Joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, I'll be honest, man, uh, you texted me late last night with your matchups. I think I was at a bar or something and I didn't look at them, so I don't even know how Nick's done in his matchups. I don't think he knows how I've done. So, uh, how'd you do in week, uh, week 16 in your semifinals? And I know you had one championship on the line.
0: So, I have one championship. Uh, both, both my championships or both my playoff games are the absolute biggest sweats I think I've ever had. Um, so the first one, uh, in the league, that Nick says is a joke, which, which is kind of fair. Yep. Uh, I played the Denver Broncos defense who got me a whopping negative four, Um, yeah, absolute disgrace. Um, I am down 20 points. I still have Zach Moss and due to one of our, our, uh, viewer suggestions, I forget who maybe you could, um. If you remember who they are, you could mention it. Um, Nick Folk, I benched because of the wind, and he wound up getting uh-huh. zero points. He had a um, I'm playing Cameron Dicker. So I will have uh, Dicker the kicker and Zach Moss going uh, when I'm down 20. So they need to combine for 20 points for me to walk into the championship in that league. And okay. in my other league, I'm up three and a half points. I have Dion Jackson. They have Zach Moss our projection on ESPN is exactly tied, one seventeen point wow. eight to one seventeen. And
1: this is this is the fourteen man championship, right?
0: Yep. Winner. Okay. Uh, we agreed to split most of the pot, but there's still okay. uh, a good portion up for grabs based on who wins. You still want to so. be the
1: you still want to be the champion?
0: Oh, of course. And it's it's my girlfriend's family. You know, this is a little, little extra spice and line, yeah. especially because I've won that league four out of five times between the playoffs and the regular <laughs> season. So. I kind of, I kind of own her family. I'm changing my team wow. next year to a charity Uh-oh. because they just wind up making a donation wow. every year.
1: That's awesome. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I did get bounced in the, the the last playoff that I was that I was in. I was facing the best team. I mean, this kid is, he has Pat Mahomes, DK, Deontay Johnson, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Kelsey. Um, oh I lost God. by thir- I, lo- I lost by thirteen. Um, I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones put what? up a whopping one point two. J.K. Dobbins five point nine. Um, and this is the team that I lost Kyler Murray. Um, you know, I had Brady starting, but hypothetically, if Kyler Murray plays this game, you know, Brady scored 15. Does Kyler get me another 13 and I win? Maybe. Um, I lost Cooper cup for the season. If I have him in there instead of Donovan people's Jones. Um, I think I had one or two other injuries. My point being like, I'm not upset that my team lost. I kind of knew going into it. This was a, this is a funeral game. Um, and then in my, in my dynasty league, I'm still alive for the points. I think I'm going to be down. Uh, let's see. I don't think points are really going to change this week. Cause we all had kind of not pathetic weeks, but not great weeks. So I'm going to be down about 30 points going into next week. Um, so there's three of us right now. One's ahead by 30, one's ahead of me by 20. So three of us will be competing next week for the points. Um, 30 points is doable, but I'm also down 20. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week, but I, I don't have the Jonathan Taylor anymore. Um, so, you know, my, my team is a little bit depleted in uh, in that league. So, you know, I don't have Jonathan Taylor and I also lost Tyler Lockett late in the season. Um, no Javante Williams as well, who went out you know, early on in the season. But my point being, um, that team, another one, you know, I, I do have a pretty solid team. think I have the best team? Probably not. But I, I probably do have a top three, four team in that league. And unfortunately, just, uh, just been depleted with injury. So that happens. But anyway, I'm here to talk to you guys. Uh, we're recording Monday morning at about 1130-ish. So, you know, we haven't seen the football game at, on Monday. We haven't seen uh, the news from Monday. But I don't, I don't think there's anything else coming out on Monday, as far as we know. A couple O-line injuries, and that's really it. Um, So yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I just wanted to um, do this real quick. Can I mute this? Yeah, there we go. Okay. So uh, with that said, if this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much. We normally do the show on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. This week's a little bit different since I am home for the holidays with my family, and um, you know we we don't have a reason to kind of do four shows at this point. That's okay. So we're doing one mega show coming out today on Tuesday. Another mega show will probably end up dropping on Thursday. We'll give you a Thursday night football preview. We'll give you um, you know a, a preview for the entire weekend um, and all that other good stuff. Um, we also have a fifth show every week. It's our live show. I want to thank you guys that watch our live show. Um, it was on Saturday, a, a Saturday special for Christmas Eve, since supposed to the games on Christmas Eve. A lot of you guys uh, tuned out for that one, um, we appreciate all the questions. We were um, it was electric for an entire hour. So thank you guys for that. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. Um, I'm going to put this one up here because this is our official announcement. I have moved my flight. It was supposed to be on Sunday morning, but instead I'm flying out on Monday morning. So we will have a New Year's Day show. It's going to be 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. We might both be hungover. That's okay. Um, for Week 17, I think there's 12 games or whatever the number is on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it's not going to be 9.30 a.m. Normally it's 8.30 a.m. on Sundays, but come on. Uh, New Year's is the night before. Nobody wants to wake up at 8.30. So 9.30 a.m. Eastern time.
0: YouTube, Facebook, we also have a big week for me and you, Nick. Got a big old Seahawks Jets head-to-head. It, it, match. Is a,
1: it, it is a Seahawks Jets head-to-head match. Oh and, uh, man, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it. If I'm being completely honest with you, but uh, me the live show is YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Primetime fantasy podcast. Twitter's Primetime time FF Pod. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends, um, and, and, and you know we'll keep promoting that throughout the entirety uh, of this week. Keep connecting with us on social media, Primetime uh, Pod, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Um, and if you want to watch and listen to the show during the week, the recorded episodes, all audio streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcast. Um, and then if you want to watch and listen to the show, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. So with that said, there is no news this week um, or, or coming out of the weekend. No injuries or anything. So we're just going to go right into the, uh, the weekend uh, wrap of things. We're going to go through each game um, from week 16. So, Nick, um, this is a decision I kind of made. I've included the, the Thursday night football game. It's not to slight your Jets at all. It's really not. It's because I actually, I actually want to talk about the Jaguars. We were talking about it before the show. Um, but we really we really should have been talking about the Thursday night game in our weekend wraps the entirety of the season. It's probably a little bit of our, our fault, but that's okay. So, first game we're going to talk about um, and give you our biggest fantasy takeaway from each game, Jacksonville Jaguars versus Nick's New York Jets. Um, Nick, your biggest takeaway from this one from a fantasy football perspective.
0: Um, the, the Jets, very disappointing game for all the fantasy performers. Um, Michael Carter had the best fantasy day at 10.0 points. Um, that, that that's pretty horrendous, honestly. Um, it, the Jags defense looked to be a favorable matchup. The Lions last week looked to be a favorable matchup. Both started with Zach Wilson and none of the skilled players. I think Garrett Wilson had a fine day uh, last he week. the Lions, the Lions 13 or something, yeah. Yeah, like he had fine. If there's no Mike White, there is no Jet that you can start Um, in Seattle, which appears to be another favorable matchup for these guys. um, You thought Donovan Knight was the guy? Well, why is Michael Carter the RB one on the team, fantasy production wise? Like, it's just it, it's so frustrating. It's, it's,
1: this is know? where the NFL gets really tricky because you think a defense is good or bad and they're kind of not. Like the Seahawks defense had let up a lot of points. And then up until I think like three minutes left in the fourth quarter, they only led up 17 to, to Kansas City. The reason Seattle yeah. lost that game wasn't because of their defense. Um the Kansas City defense has gotten much better. Um the Carolina Panthers defense, another weird defense. You know, it's just and the Jags defense, I think, has improved over the last few weeks as well. Um very weird year for the NFL, and I think a very um more uh, I think the playing field is kind of evened a bit um there's still a couple top dogs but I think I I I think there's top dogs and there's the rest whereas there's not many you know the Texans and and the Bears can put up a fight most days whereas they're not just getting blown out they might lose the game but they're putting up a fight in more games than that um I think it's a shame for Garrett Wilson because I I think he's a really talented receiver probably going to end up winning rookie of the year um you know Zach Wilson is just a problem. That's the reality of it. He's not a good quarterback. He's not a confident quarterback. He Not only does he look like a kid, but I think his attitude is almost like a kid as well. Um, I think it's really hard for a 22-year-old man to come into the NFL and play with big men and, you know, uh, and into command a locker room. But, you know, here's the thing I'll talk about. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, we'll talk about him as a football player, but he's always been professional. Um, and there's a lot of guys that have come in, been professional. And I just don't think that Zach's been that way. So his time at the Jets is going to be over. Um, it depends on who's starting at quarterback next week to see if you're going to play Garrett Wilson or not in your fantasy championship. So my big takeaway is going to be Evan Ingram because I was all in on him probably about six to eight weeks ago, but then he had like three duds and I was like, Mm-mm, here's another tight end. It's kind of inconsistent. Well, four straight games over 14 fantasy points, seven plus targets in each game over 60 yards and three out of those four. Um, Nick wrote here, you wonder where he's drafted next year. I, I think it depends on how he finishes the next two days. Uh, two weeks i think he's gonna be in that tight end dead zone probably after you know uh mark andrews kittle kelsey and then there's kind of the rest um i think dalton schultz will be in the mix i think evan ingram can be in the mix you know kyle pitts is another interesting name like where does he get drafted because the talent's there but you know so i think he's in that tight end dead zone um i think, I think a good compton is like you know hunter henry over the last five years or um you know uh Trying to think of another good. I think David Njoku
0: is the one that comes to mind.
1: Ninjoku, yeah. Like it's so... the
0: talents there, but are the, is the production going to be there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But but he's, he's definitely had a career resurgence over there. And Doug Peterson's coaching up those Jags; they might make the playoffs. And honestly, I hope, the playoffs, playoffs. I, I, sure. I hope they make the playoffs. I I hope they make the playoffs. I think <laughs> that'd be fun. I think I think that. Um, but the AFC is pretty stacked. So, um, all right, my Seattle Seahawks against the Kansas City Chiefs. This game was miserable. I actually, ended up falling asleep on uh, Sunday. Um why did I fall asleep on Sunday? Was I out Saturday night? I don't know. I was kind of tired anyway. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. This game's on Saturday. That's why I was out Friday night. I had a long day Friday. What was your big uh, takeaway from this one?
0: Um, so I see you put in the Kenneth Walker at his first hundred yard game since week nine. Um, and the, uh, next week he has a tough matchup against the jets. Um, but he was not the pass catching back. It was DJ Dallas who ended up with six catches on the day. Um, Walker only finished with 12.5 points, which was short of his projection. Um, that's, he's going to be another one where it's interesting because he's got a lot of talent, but he's really not putting up the fantasy production to match it. Like yep. He had a very good football day, but that doesn't always translate well to fantasy. So he almost feels like another one of those running backs that's going to be touchdown or bust. Now he goes up against the Jets, who are one of the better teams against the running back position. So um, You know what he
1: reminds me of? He reminds me of Josh Jacobs. He's not going to catch any right. balls. He needs his touchdowns and he needs a hundred-yard bonus. Fact.
0: Okay.
1: Um. And and the other thing we got to factor in is Rashad Penny. You know he may get hurt and he's going to have a role with his football team next year. I think. Um. I don't know how big of a role it's going to be, but you know we'll see. Um. Both of the Kansas City running backs had a decent day. They both went over double digits, but they were kind of disappointing. It's a very favorable matchup in boom the way that we kind of thought they would. Buffalo Bills against the Chicago Bears. Um, this was a, a spicy one for fantasy. What was your big takeaway from this one? So we got a couple really good notes here.
0: Yeah, I mean, mine, mine really has to do more um, with future seasons. Um, yep. But it does give me a point about how you have to evaluate this player for um, next week. So um, Gabriel Davis, he only has two games this year over 20 points. Um, and eight of his 14 games that he has played, he has scored single-digit points. He is currently the wide receiver 31 on the year. Um, next week, he goes up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati just allowed two wide receivers to go over uh, 20 points um, in, the, in the New England matchup. One came off the Jacoby Myers, um, like Hail Mary catch. So, you know, but, but still over 20 points to two receivers. He is going to be such an interesting player to evaluate next year because – He literally puts up Tyler Lockett's numbers. Um, It's either the massive, massive, massive boom, or it is the absolute fail, lose you your fantasy week performance. And um, I know we talked about it a little bit. They did pick back up Cole Beasley, and I don't think it impacts his role too much. He did put up double-digit points, but he only, once again, three catches, 40 yards and the touchdown, gets him to the double digits. Um, I'm... It's the reason I was out on him going into the year, and for me, if you own Gabriel Davis, I know you want to chase the upside of what if he does catch that sixty-yard touchdown. I don't think he's worth the play. I, I think, I, I, think
1: to- it, I think it depends on the matchup. I think it depends on your team. If you have if you have like three or four sick receivers and you could just play him in your flex and go for that that boom, I think it's it's worth the play. It depends on. The I,
0: I agree team. with that, but I would rather play someone with the with the safer floor than risk this upside because it's yeah. been way too <clears> streaky now.
1: Yeah. So I have a couple takeaways. Um, Justin Fields had his worst game since week five uh, and his first game under 15 fantasy points since week four. So I'm actually complimenting him here because he's been so good. Um, and he's had a done game. Very good defense. Cold game. Um, the Bills are here and the Bears are here. Remember when I talked about how most of the NFL is kind of, you know, it's, it's top dogs and there's the rest. Well, top dogs are going to beat the rest like this. Um, it's, it's just going to happen. So that's unfortunate if you played Justin Fields. And I don't think you could have benched him, but I, I have a friend who pulled Herbert for Justin Fields. Um, and is probably going to end up losing dynasty league uh, tonight. Um, and I don't blame him. Like I would have played fields as well, but he was, he was knocking himself for that one. And that's a tough decision. If you both those quarterbacks, I think it's a really tough decision to make. It's not like, it's not Justin Fields or like Derek Carr. It's Justin Fields or Justin Herbert. So um, that's a tough one, but you know, um, if you're in a keeper league, any, any loss to your league, you keep him next year. And, you know, you roll with it. You don't, you don't die on that hill.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Stephon Diggs, three straight games with duds uh, under 10 fantasy points in all three. And then he faces Cincinnati next weekend. I got to think he gets rolling at some point again, but if you're still in your fantasy playoff and you have Stephon Diggs, you must have a really good team around you because your first round pick has been non-existent at this point. Um, he might as well be Javante Williams because, you know, he's not scoring you points you're playing him. he's getting you three fantasy points. He had, I, b- I believe it was 10 against the jet, um, 10 against Miami, three against the jets and, uh like three against the Bears. So I gotta think one of these next two games Josh Allen starts to feed digs to get him ready for the playoffs. But if it's not next week, he's gonna lose your fantasy championship. And I don't think you can bench him, but we're gonna talk about a couple of these stars that like you probably have to play, but they're not performing. That's just the reality of it. Um my can last I, note can I give you yeah. my
0: honest football take on the Bills now. Like Yeah. Yeah. I I think they peaked way too early in the year, and they're doing yeah. everything that they can to to fit what they were at the beginning of the year. But this uh-huh. is a different football team than that team you saw at the start of the year. Defenses have figured out these wide receivers. They figured out Gabe Davis, and they figured out Stephon Diggs. They yep. figured out how they play. They figured out Josh Allen's going to run out of the pocket if Josh Allen beats you with his legs. He could beat you with his legs, but he's going to take a beating during it. Um and and they're gonna have to transition somehow because th- this ain't the same football team that you saw for the first six weeks of the year. This this is not this is not a top five. This is not a top three um, football team anymore. If, in if, my if, I don't.
1: Think if, so. if if the Bengals were healthy, it had them going back to the Super Bowl, but they're not healthy. They're not yes. going to go back because of their health problems, and that's a shame because I think they're down two offensive linemen now. I think they're down two on the D line as well. But
0: I, I think the Bengals like over the last I want to say three weeks they haven't put together four straight good quarters like they they trailed early they were up early on New England yep. and gave up the 22 point lead. They were up they were down early to um I think it was Kansas City and then they they came back, came back month, yep. And I think they were down for another game in between. Yep. This week they play Buffalo in Mo- Monday night primetime. That's going to yep. be a hell of a game. I think I think Cincinnati as someone that does not like the Cincinnati Bengals, I think they're the best team in the AFC right now. I like, think they I need
1: think to I, lose that game though because they have the, the Ravens so. to next week. You you got to you got to lose one of these. You can't <clears throat> and you want to win that division. So yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a little football talk right there. Um my last take here and, and Nick's talk about trying to change that identity a little bit. Well, here we go. Devin Singletary, uh 106 and one touchdown, but then there's James Cook right behind him, 99 and one touchdown. I think they each had 12 carries or something like that. Um I, I don't think I can trust either one next week. Um, you know, maybe if you've lost Jonathan Taylor and this is a backup, you have to roll them out. But, like, if you have another option, I don't really want to play either of them because I don't know who's going to get that opportunity in the committee. Yeah. But as for Buffalo, maybe that's the way that they have to start going, like Nick's saying, and change their identity into a running football team for the playoffs. And, you know, that's, that's maybe how they'll have to go. The New Orleans Saints versus the Cleveland Browns. This is a terrible football game. Uh, what's your big takeaway from this one?
0: So I have a note um, at the at, at, all the way at the last game, and, and I'm yeah. going to bring it up now. There's sure. going to be so many players that are on no-fly lists after this year because the level of inconsistency from some of these guys and the amount of guys that just, like, fell off a cliff on the back half of the year or the yeah. past few weeks. Um, I'll give you a few just off the top of my head, um, and then I'll get to this game. Devontae Adams, yeah. Mike Evans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper. Like, and this
1: I agree with the rest of them. I think Chubb's been pretty solid, That We still had almost 100 yards.
0: 24 carries for 100 yards a week before 21. It was since Deshaun Watson took over, he hasn't had a game over 12 fantasy points.
1: Well, that's the problem. All, so, all the Browns' fantasy points have dipped.
0: So every, so the top stars, Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb, they, they have fallen off massive clips. Um, and both of them had their best game with Deshaun Watson at quarterback this week, and not neither of them eclipsed 14 fantasy points. So it's like, um, excuse me, next week you're going to Washington who – we don't love as a team, yep. but their defense has been very solid for the duration of the year. Like, I do not want to put this average offense or under average offense up against that team. Like Amari Cooper, someone you have been able to rely on since week three of your fantasy football season or week two, like he does not for me have a starting role on my team anymore. Like he's going to the bench um if you have even options like to switch to because this is just continuous like average to su- to under average football play. They're not hitting their projected floor. Like I, I don't see a reason to trust either of these two studs and, and any player from this Browns team. I-, I do not want that matchup against Washington. And one of them. What about Nick Chubb? Ahead,
1: I think you have to play Nick Chubb though.
0: You probably have to, but I mean, I wouldn't be happy about it. Like if you had a Devin Singletary, I would consider flipping. I wouldn't. Too- and if you I, have Jared I, I, McKinnon on your bench. I don't see how you don't flip. I, I don't flip off
1: Chubb. He's too talented. And here's the other thing. You know, the I feel like the Browns' offense is very slowly getting better as the weeks go on, but they're never going to peak this season. And when you trade for Deshaun Watson, you can't tell him you're sitting the last seven games of the year. But you know what? They probably should have kept them out those seven games of the year. That's kind of the reality of it. He wasn't ready for football. This offense was not ready for Deshaun Watson. I, I mean – he was suspended, so I don't think he could practice with the team, I think. there was right He
0: them. was allowed to practice before the suspension during the offseason, but he did have –
1: But that's not I think he time. started
0: playing around week 10 or 11. He went back to practice. There's uh-huh. not enough time. Not enough time. Right? Like and and, 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 training and it's a the new team is
1: used to, to Jacoby Brissett. The offensive line is used to Jacoby Brissett, the, the wide receivers. You know, this is a player that's never played with the Browns before. He's never played with these players, you know. So – I think evaluating the Browns next year is going to be really interesting because I think they're going to have a lot of talent on offense. You know, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is talented. Nick Chubb is talented. Cooper's talented. Njoku's talented. They're still going to have a pretty solid O-line. There's going to be a lot of talent. But I think each Brown you take in your draft next year is going to be a gamble. And, you know, sometimes gambles pay off in fantasy football. Sometimes they don't. It's going to be interesting. And that's a next-year conversation. Um, yeah. I did put here that the, the Browns defense is really bad against running backs, and Kamara had his best game since week eight. Um, I think he only had 15 points. So this isn't, isn't a lot. It just shows that Kamara has been very underwhelming this year, um, and and the Browns defense who definitely play running backs against them. So I think uh, I, I think uh, Brian Robinson will be on our all boom team uh, come uh, come Friday. Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, It's just Derrick Henry. That's it. That's the only player that's even worth mentioning. Chris Moore, I don't want to hear it. I don't even want to hear Chris Moore's name for the rest of the fantasy football season. <laughs> I don't want to hear Brandon Cooks. I don't want to hear Nico Collins. Traylon Burks, you're talented, but not with a no quarterback. I just don't want either. I don't want to talk fantasy for either of these, these two teams at this point. I know you have a point here you want to talk about, but I'm, that's it. Like, there's nothing to talk about. But Derrick Henry, I know you are gonna make a point about him, but Derrick Henry does own the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, he does. He's the most overrated running back in all of football. Over the last three seasons of fantasy football, Derrick Henry has put up 57% of his total points on the year against the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Colts. So his six division matchups have made up for over half of his fantasy production over three seasons. Um, his last, not not including this game, the last four games he played against the Texans, he's a thousand yard rusher with 10 touchdowns.
1: Like, I think he still had a touchdown in like, in like 100 yards in this one. He too. did.
0: He did. But he had over 200 yards in all four of those games. Like it, it's purely him dominating medi- mediocrity. And he broke out a big touchdown outside of that big touchdown. He only had 22, ca- 22 rushes for 80 yards. So he literally averaged less than four yards a carry and didn't yep. find the end zone. He didn't hit his projection. Like he had a very good fantasy day. Yeah, Derrick Henry's so overrated. I'm so sick of it. And he's had like like he's had so many games over 20 rushing attempts. Which you know like I'm sick of it's those. the whole point about Najee Harris that we had before the year. Yeah. Where it doesn't matter about the talent, his production is gonna outweigh it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And Najee Harris has been consistent. So is Derek Henry. Derek Henry's been a lot better, of course. But like it, it's purely production giving him numbers. It's not a lot, not as much talent
1: well, as here's been. the thing: I, I kind of do agree with your take that he's overrated in the sense that his stats have been, you know, uh you know, manipulated by the, the opponents that he's faced, but at the same time. He's still a giant bowling ball. He's still going to barrel through defenses, and, and he's still no. winning fantasy football championships for a year in and year out. So, still a great fantasy player. Um, I do wish my Seahawks had played in the NFC South instead of the NFC West for the last ten years. You know, do wish they probably make
0: my Jets in there?
1: They probably make another Super Bowl. I think. You know, if you're, if I mean, I mean, the last ten years, Niners have been to two Super Bowls. The Rams have been to two Cardinals and uh, two NFC championships. I mean, just saying, if Seattle plays in that division, I think they they at least make another conference championship team. Um. And I am praying for the football gods that the Jags make the playoffs. I I do not want to see the Titans in the playoffs. I, I can't. I'm a football fan. I want to see football teams. I don't want to see the Titans in the playoffs. They're, they're garbage. I feel like Trevor Lawrence. And they're gonna I, I feel go like,
0: up against they're either going to go up against Herbert or Lamar. Like, right. I, I feel like I
1: feel like if you put if you put the Jags against like the Ravens, good game. I want to see it. You put the Jags up against the Chargers, I want to see it. You put the the, the Titans, no. I kind of want to see the Titans and the Ravens. I don't love either team, but I only kind of want to see it because they face every year in the playoffs, it seems like, and I know they have beef, and I kind of like beef. That's yeah. the only reason I want to see that matchup, but that's it. That That is the 1 o'clock game on Saturday, for sure. Yeah. All right. The New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, your big takeaway from this one.
0: So I said it last week, and I'm just going to reiterate it. Justin Jefferson needs to be the number one overall pick in your fantasy draft next year. Um, I don't think it's up for debate anymore. Like, I don't think there's any running back that's going to outscore him um, on the year. Um, He has 11 games this season, over 10 targets. He has seven games this year, over 30 points. And he has 12 games, over 15 points this year. Uh, We've never seen this consistency or this high-level consistency from any receiver in the last five years not named Cooper Cup. His numbers are going to be, like, next to nobody. His ceiling has been... Like consistently thirty point bombs in literally fifty percent of the games that he's played. Like Mm -hmm. he is single handedly like putting up the Tyler Lockett peak weeks. Like like it's it's phenomenal. Um, and I I don't think it should be a debate anymore. Like he needs to go one hundred and one. I don't care who else you want to put up there. Everybody has injury history. Everybody has injury proof. Justin Jefferson does not. He has the high level play. He has the high level floor. There's no reason he shouldn't be 101, and I'm gonna be so pissed when when there's a running back at the. the-
1: I, th- I think the only debate is McCaffrey. Now you know I was anti McCaffrey before the season. I think that's the only debate is because McCaffrey is the the running back version of Justin Jefferson, where you, you set him and he's good for 30 points, and you just accept it. That's what if you're facing him, you just you look at the matchup, you say, "All right, that that that's their 30, that, that's it. You just accept it." Um, so
0: you know, I get I- it, but in the games where Elijah Mitchell was healthy, Elijah Mitchell out snapped him in this or out carried him in the second right. half. Right. So it's like, you know, what you mean. Jefferson has no reason not to be the one-on-one other yep. than that running back position is scarce.
1: Um he, here's a tight end for you. We're talking about tight end dead zone DJ Hawkinson. Uh 12 109 and 2 most points by any player this week. Nick put that note in there. I didn't know that one. Um I want to look up Hawkinson's stats. Um real quick because like, since going to Minnesota, he's just it's been great. Um, I forget which week he actually um, – okay. So since coming to Minnesota, 16, 11, 8, 15, 7, 11, 8, 35. I'm not a math guy, but it's got to average to at least 11 fantasy points per week, I believe. Um, Because his yeah. down weeks are only 7, 8, and, and, and 7, which aren't bad at all for a tight end. <clears throat> and even in those games, he's only scoring eight fantasy points. Five receptions for 34 yards. You know, clearly didn't have the touchdown, but he had nine targets that game um, against the Jets. Tough matchup. Four receptions, 33 yards, but six targets against the Colts. Three receptions, 33 yards, nine targets. The chemistry is already there. The Vikings will be in the playoffs. And, you know, I don't know how long his contract is, but I don't see any reason as to why he's not in a, a focal point of this offense uh, next, next season. I'm going to look at his age real quick. Um,
0: he, he's he's only
1: 25. He's only 25. This is next year's Dalton Schultz. I'm calling that one right now. This is going to be the Dalton Schultz of next year. Um, you know, if you had to tell me my top five tight ends going into next season at the moment, I mean – Kelsey's always just gonna be my automatic number one then there's a large gap like a, th- a three four round gap I don't want to see a tight end taken until round five um Mark Andrews uh Kittle who's, who's getting up there and then I feel like you know I mean I feel like I put Hawkins in before Waller at this point um Schultz has been great with Dak as well I feel like that's kind of the, the zone that I'm looking at but I feel like Hawkinson needs to get his respect next year He'll Be drafted as a top five uh Tight
0: end. I, I can guarantee you, according to ADP next year, it's going to be Travis Kelsey one and TJ Hawkinson number two. I so. And I think it's totally fair. It's the same exact thing that happened with Andrews. Where but but I
1: feel like Andrew Stats, I feel like Andrew Stats outweighed him though.
0: Andrew Stats A- were
1: Andrews, not they were stats last year.
0: A- Andrews, Kittle, and um Waller. Waller, all three of them had massive peak years, and then they became debated with Travis Kelsey if they go at the at the first tight end off the board. I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Hawkinson goes in the second and third rounds of drafts next year, purely because he hasn't had a game under six targets with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. He has multiple games with uh, double-digit targets with the Vikings. Uh, I think he has over—I think he has five games over eight targets with the with the Vikings. Like he, he's been getting like the Travis Kelsey type workload, just not the consistency that Travis Kelsey puts up. So I do, and he's so young, he's such an electric guy. Like. I'm a fan of his. I was not a fan of him in Detroit. I I flipped on him. Uh, I want to own him in in drafts next year, and I I would not be opposed to taking him in the third or fourth round.
1: So I was just looking at this right here. I was was curious if Adam Thielen would be a Viking next year. It looks like he's an unrestricted free agent, I think, in 2025, if I'm reading that correctly. I I was looking at that because it seems like TJ Hawkinson has eclipsed Adam Thielen as the second (laughs) receiving option um, on that team. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see where they go, man. I'm curious to see where the Vikings go, but their offense is electric. Um, you know, when Dalvin Cook gets older, Madison's right there. I don't know if they're still gonna have him next year, but <clears throat> KJ Osborne's talented. Agent.
0: Um, so the they're, entire 2017 running back group is uh free agents next year. I, I would um, love to, I, would, back I would love
1: to go back to our show before the season and the top five offices we wanted a piece from. I think we both had the Vikings in our top five. I don't know where yeah. we had them, but I feel like if we redid those rankings. I feel like the Vikings might be number one, and I think like the Bengals and the Vikings would be right there. Um, maybe the 49ers.
0: I'm gonna um, check the Instagram real quick. She, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check
1: the Instagram. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head whether offenses. We, you know, if we if we did it right now, right? We did it right now. We did a show right now. What what top five we had put? Um, Philly probably. They, I think you had Philly. I don't think I had Philly.
0: Philly Raiders, um, and and these uh, San Fran. This offense, the Bengals. That's probably your five.
1: Yeah, something like that. So anyway. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to start talking about the Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals against the New England Patriots. Um, I'll talk about the game first. While Nick's looking this up, T. Higgins has been excellent. And, and Nick was a little bit anti-drafting T. Higgins um, because he was he didn't want he didn't want a wide receiver two in round two or three. And I understand what his reasoning. I do. You know, if you're if you're going for a receiver in round two or three, why would you want T. Higgins over, um, you know, A.J. Brown? Um, and I, I think that's fair. You know, A.J. Brown's had a really good year. He's had, I think, 1,200 yards or something. Um, T. Higgins, I think, is a little bit behind him in stats. T. Higgins is 1,000 yards, um, seven touchdowns. A.J. Brown is – I just bit to compare. to both being drafted around the same time. A.J. Brown is 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. So you probably should have taken A.J. Brown over him, but there are probably other receivers that T. Higgins could have gone over But Anyway, um, last five games for T. Higgins, 25-plus in three out of those five, and in the other two, he had over 15. Um, so an excellent, excellent stretch. I, I don't think he's the number one. Chase is still the number one. But going into next year, I mean, we're starting to talk about next year with, with this season kind of starting to end. Chase, I think it's are both going to be drafted in the top 15 or 20, and there's no reason they shouldn't. Um, I'm trying to think of a wide receiver duo that maybe was kind of like them a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, I would say Godwin and Evans like two years ago, but they just seemed completely off this year. Um my, my point being, um, they really are that talented where you do want both of them on your fantasy team. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking the Eagles straight in the face right now. I need to look at Devontae Smith's stats because he was one of my sleepers. And you know what? I'm doing this right now. I know we're kind of going off the rails here, but that's okay. Devontae Smith has 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. And he, he was a sleeper. I don't get a lot right on this show, but I <laughs> predicted this. This was, this, was, uh, this was one I pounded the desk on. Um, he had 900 yards, five touchdowns last year. With two games left, he's already at 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. So I pounded, pounded, pounded the desk. Um, next year, Tyree Hill, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, and Higgins are all getting drafted in the top 20, and I think that's a totally fair point to make.
0: That's totally fair. I agree. Why would, um, I, why would
1: I want a running back like a James Conner when I could have one of these receivers?
0: No, I, I I totally agree Or an Aaron
1: that. Jones because Aaron Jones and James Conner were going in the top 20 this year. Like why yeah. would I want them when I could have one of these guys?
0: Absolutely. Um I don't know if you uttered my my last point on them because this was kind of my point on them. Um like it, it I also have a takeaway from the two of them. Sure. In the entire season, if you take both every single game they've played. Yep. Higgins exited two games early with injury. Outside of those two games, they do not have a, they have one game under double-digit fantasy points between the two of them. Jamar Chase, every game this year, over 10. T. Higgins, without the injuries, week one was the only game where he had sub-10 points. That is phenomenal consistency and production, considering that they're two wide receivers on the same team, and I think both of them are going to finish in the top uh, 10, top 15. Yep. On the they're, season. they're just like so the
1: Dolphins to me. They're 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 they're
0: excellent. They're just except excellent. the 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 Dolphins have been a little more inconsistent than these. Yeah, days. well, like, but like we'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about gonna
1: it. Talk about it. We're we're about. The There's a lot, a lot to talk about. All right. Uh, what do you got there on the Instagram?
0: Let's hear it. I couldn't find it. It's not okay.
1: Like that's there. fine. Uh, so, so, is that your big takeaway from this game? That is my big takeaway.
0: Grab okay. um, these two next
1: year. I'm wh- wh- one little note I want to mention Um, Ron J. Stevenson was the absolute Christmas Grinch for you guys. Um, less than five fantasy points. He's only had that in four games this season. And one of them he went out with the injury. Um, he's another one. It'll be really interesting to rank next year. He's been so consistent, but he may have lost you a fantasy uh semifinal. And that's, that's he, he's fantastic.
0: going in the three to five rounds, probably. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yep. But I don't know. Running running backs are scarce. I feel like he Maybe might get the that, that James Connor. He might get the James uh, Conner, Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I hate that dead zone of running backs. I hate it. That that is yeah. gonna be a point that I, I'm gonna hammer that one next year. I hate that running back dead zone. I hate it. Think no, about the receivers like, that
0: went in that range. It was Devontae Adams, uh, Travis Kelsey went there. AJ Brown went there. I took Kelsey. Tyree you know, Hill went I, there. I took
1: Kelsey. In my, I went zero running back basically. And I, I took Kelsey in my third, the league. I went 13 and one. And then I ultimately lost it, but I took Kelsey over Aaron Jones, Connor. And my running back one was ETM. My running back two was Jacobs. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had Diggs, Kelsey, Amanra, and uh, Godwin. Like I was happy. I was thrilled. The,
0: the best team I have. I went zero running back. I went, yeah. I went Justin Jefferson in the second overall pick. And I went Tyreek Hill at the back half of the second. Yeah, I'm, the
1: I'm so, so anti running back now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Detroit lions versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are a weird team, man. That's my first note. They're very weird. I, I can't. I can't tell you what the Panthers are. I can't tell you if they're good. I can't tell you if they're bad. I, I can't. I can't tell you anything about them at this point. So uh, that's not my big point. But that's my first point. What is your big point, though?
0: Uh, Amon Ra, Like we were both very high on him before the year. You were um, a little bit more. He's one of your guys. Over the last six weeks, he's put up thirteen points in all of them. Uh, so my, my big takeaway is he's literally putting up the Mike Evans, not this year, but prior year's production, where it's just consistently, it's not the double-digit floor. Yeah. It's like the 12, 13-point floor, which doesn't sound like a big difference, but it is in the grand scheme of the season. Like, it's another 30, 40 points on the year. And then his ceiling is, like, just as high as Mike Evans. Mike Evans, you will see the occasional six catches, 150 yards, two monsters touchdown game. And this is exactly what Amon Ra is doing. Except he's seeing double digit targets, which is something Mike Evans typically does not see. So, Amon Ra next year, he's going to be the interesting one because for some odd reason, he went in the fifth and sixth rounds of drafts this year. There is no way he is not in, in the T. Higgins, uh, Jalen Waddell ADP next
1: and, year. And I think ranking receivers next year is going to be a lot of fun. And I just, to me, he's putting up Cooper Cup numbers and I want him everywhere I can next year. Um, yeah. Okay. My, my kind of big takeaway is that DJ Charka, I've been. A little bit higher than him in the last weeks. Uh, he was four for 108. He had that big fifty-yard one. So even if you take that away, three for fifty isn't terrible. Um, second most targets on the team. He's been this has been pretty consistent over the, the last few weeks. I think Jamison Williams is a next year target. Um, this year, though, I think DJ Chark, uh, you know, it, it isn't isn't a bad one to target if you need him these next uh, two weeks. And the Panthers running backs both exploded against a defense that's been number one against the run the last few weeks. So again, you don't know nothing in the NFL. I'm just, just <laughs> stick to that. Atlanta Falcons versus the Baltimore Ravens, your big takeaway from
0: this one. Um, it's going to probably be my one of my more outlandish takes on the on the year. Um, probably not, though, because yeah. I think it's totally justifiable. There's not a single Raven that should be played next week, unless if Lamar Jackson is out there. Every single one of these, and that also includes Mark Andrews, by the way. Mark Andrews with Huntley has not gone over 10 fantasy points. Um, he has absolutely lost people fantasy playoffs like you are probably this a good not matchup
1: the too this is his best matchup
0: yep it, by far it wasn't even close so when we're talking about now we and we talked about it a lot on this episode the tight ends that have kind of exceeded on the back half of the year hawkinson and engram like mark andrews when is as your second overall pick in the draft it's yep. the whole reason why it's travis kelsey and then the rest yep. like you never know who's going to be the guy each week and if you're not putting up double digit points i don't care who you are i don't care if you're Christian McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson, if you put up three straight terrible weeks and I have someone on my bench who's putting up three straight consistent weeks, you're hitting the bench. I don't care. I don't care what your name is anymore. Take take away the fact that you took him in the second round of the draft. Yeah. There's other tight ends consistently putting up this production. He does not deserve a starting role on your team anymore unless if Lamar is back.
1: This is why I'm also all in on Kelsey, like, next year. Like, I, I'm kind of iffy with it, but at this point, I'm like, I want wide receiver in Kelsey next year if I can do it. And if Kelsey busts next year, I'm not going to fault myself for it because, you know what, there is, like is – he's been so good. Like, until I see Kelsey, like, not play well, I want him in every league because he's just automatic. Yeah. He's just automatic. Um so my, my big take was it from the, the Falcons' side of the ball. Tyler O'Gear had a good game, back-to-back back over 15. Um, he's also involved in the passing and catching game, um, passing and rushing game. It almost seems like they're using him like Cordell Patterson, but they're not using Cordell Patterson anymore. I think he's eclipsed him as a running back one. Um, I think he's a fair play next week against the Cardinals. Also, Drake London three straight games over 14 fantasy points and back-to-back games with 15 uh, with Desmond Ritter. That's, that. that's his rookie goal. He's trusting. He had seven for 96. I think he trusts him against the Cardinals too. Um, I feel like the Falcons are playing harder football and more, more meaningful football than the Cardinals are. The feel, the Cardinals feel dead to me they feel like they're bowling over and they don't want to be out there. JJ Watt looks like the only player that wanted to play football last night. He had an excellent first half uh, maybe because his, his little baby was in the stands and he wanted him to remember something, but the rest of those Cardinals, it did not look like they wanted to be out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, James Conner, I should say, I, I'm lying. James Conner looked pretty good, too. But the rest of them, I don't think, wanted to be out there. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's my takeaway from that one. Um, Falcons are building something a little bit. London's uh, had a little bit of a resurgence early on in the season. Moving on to those uh, 4 o'clock games on Saturday, the Commanders versus the San Francisco 49ers, your big takeaway
0: from this one. Jahan Dotson, um, he's had a three-game stretch. Of being an absolute beast for fantasy yep. three straight games over 16 points uh two different quarterbacks in that span he is my number one and then we're not getting into waivers yet, but he's my absolute number one waiver target and i think he mm-hmm. needs to be played in fantasy championships he's going up against cleveland who is one of the worst teams against the wide receiver position um in your championship this past week they look good but once again they were look, going up against andy dalton so w- w- what can you really take away yep from? um but again like I know you've had these guys all year they took you to your championship you know I'm riding or dying on this team no you want to win your championship you got to make the right changes I will absolutely I will absolutely start Jahan Dotson a guy who was on not on your roster up until this week over a guy that has been like a Mike Evans I would start Jahan Dotson over Mike Evans at this point Mike Evans has been incredibly inconsistent and yep. very bad the last five six weeks I will absolutely switch to Jahan Dotson if I have the chance to
1: yep Uh, okay, we're talking a lot about next year, but I I don't want somebody to lose a job, but if we get Curtis Samuel off the football team and just like move him (laughs) somewhere else, like just so we know those targets will go to Dotson, that'd be pretty nice. Um, So um, you had a a note about Brian Robinson if you want to get to that in a second, but my my other big takeaway here is that uh, Kittle back-to-back games with 20 plus since Debo Samuel has been out. I I Debo's not going to come back this week. Um, I wonder who they have next week. I should probably look that one up, but... My bigger takeaway is that I think before that I think he had like four straight games under ten fantasy points or something like that. And you want to talk about tight ends that should be benched? Um, he was right there. He was right there to where he should have been benched if you had a if you had a fine uh, backup option. Um, he has the Raiders next week. I'm pretty sure the Raiders suck against just about everything on defense. Um, let's see against tight ends one two three four five six seven eight nine. They're they're so they give up the ninth most fantasy points to tight ends. George Kittle might win you a fantasy championship. If you, George Kittle, um, you know, back-to-back games of 20 points, might do it again next week. He might win you a fantasy championship. Uh, What did you want to say about Brian Robinson? Because I, I like him as a bust player, I mean, a boom player next week against the Cleveland Browns.
0: Well, he, he had 22 carries against San Fran, and uh, it really flips over to my point for next week, which is um, they're going up against um, Josh Jacobs, oh, who just oh. got absolutely shut. Uh, Mm -hmm. down this week and did not get uh uh, maybe we jumped to that game instead of this other one now Mm -hmm. Um, who did not get enough carries you know let's jump
1: through you know uh, mcdaniels what have i been pounding the desk about you dude hold on we were good we were on good terms dude you were winning football games right you're in the playoff mix like you know you turned your season around you're giving jacobs 20 carries a game and you're winning football games so now let's look at the football games that we're losing here, right? You lose this football game to the Steelers by three freaking points. I'm pretty sure you were up in this game. I got to look at the box score. I was watching the game, but I, I feel like you have to look at the play by play here. They were up def- they, they were up 7. They were up 10 to 3. 10 to 3, 10 to 3, 10 to 3, 10 to 6 I think in the fourth quarter and then you lose. You gave Josh Jacobs 14 carries. Maybe if you run the ball a little bit you win this game, you idiot. Maybe then you have a shot at the playoffs. I think they're still technically not eliminated. But, like, you're a joke. He's a joke. If Nathaniel Hackett didn't exist and if Russell Wilson didn't exist, th- this guy's the worst coach in the entire league. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right there. I feel like there's one other coach that I really want to get on his case, though, not Staley. It's somebody else. I can't remember who it is, though. There's another coach get on
0: his case any day. Though.
1: No, there's another coach that I have a bone to pick with. Um, not Jeff Saturday. Who is it? Houston? I don't remember. No, because their rosters their roster's too bad. I can't fault Lovey Smith for that one. Their oh, roster's yeah. horrible. maybe it was Kingsbury. Kings- Kingsbury's awful. Kingsbury's anyway,
0: awful. Kingsbury.
1: Kings- like he's tapped out. Anyway, um, listen, Josh Jacobs probably lost to your fantasy uh semifinals. It's not really his fault. It's McDaniel's fault for only giving him, you know, 14 carries. I think he had like 44 yards or something like that. Um but, I mean, like like he's been averaging over 20 carries. That's been getting him to the 100-yard game. So 15 for fourteen for 44 yards, like you need to give him another bunch of carries. I know his average wasn't good, but it's like you clearly weren't putting up points. So if you're not going to put up points, like you might as well run the ball. So bad. Uh, do you have another takeaway from this one? I'm sure you do.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I I want you to say it, though, because I saw you write the note. And I me did.
1: Happy. Um there's a couple things that I've been right on on the show. Um, there's a couple things that Nick's been right on. So here's what I'm going to tell him. Uh, Nick Nick was right and tell you guys last week not to trust Devontae Adams in your fantasy playoffs. Um, I don't think it's a knock on Devontae Adams' talent. I think it's more of a knock on you know Josh McDaniels is the worst. Like I don't even think that Derek Carr is the problem. I think Josh McDaniels is the worst. No, but Derek, I think but Derek, Derek
0: Carr is the problem.
1: You think so? I don't think he's that bad. I, I think he's he, average, but he's not that bad.
0: He has Devontae Adams has 25 targets. Um, uh, the, over the last three weeks, nine and nine, these past two, he has nine catches over those last three weeks. Yeah. Um, he has not had a single, dr- he has one drop on the entire year. So yeah. you got to blame inaccurate passing, um, at force feeding. Uh, he has not eclipsed 30 passing or he has, he has uh 15 passing yard or receiving yards this past week, 28, the prior week, 70 uh, three weeks ago. Um, very inconsistent, now goes up against San Francisco. That Raiders O line is not holding up against San Francisco. No. They're going to get absolutely no. obliterated. No, now, week.
1: here's the thing. The receivers are playing well against San Francisco. Terry and J- Dotson both had over 15. Uh, DK and Lockett both had over 13 the year before. So the receivers are playing well against San Francisco. You might say not to play I feel like you just can't bench him in your fantasy championship. It's the same thing as Diggs, like multiple bad games. Like, Do you consider benching? Your first or second round pick, um, that's been pretty good for most of the season, and I want to I want to make that point clear. Adams is not playing as well as he did with Rodgers. That's a fact. But he's been, a, he, I think, he's still a top ten fantasy receiver this year. Yeah. I think it's just really hard to bench that. But of course, but if yeah. you lose your fantasy championship because of Devontae Adams, I, I'm not shocked. I'll personally say that I yeah. won't be shocked, and he I won't fault is you. On for, a lot of I will, analysis. I will not fault you for it either. If you lose because I will not tell you that was a stupid play.
0: No, I agree, and, and it's almost impossible to bench him, But and I would not bet on this, but I would not be surprised if Jahan Dotson goes out this week and outscores Devontae Adams. Yeah. He either. outscored him the last three weeks, so yeah. what, what's to say he's not going to outscore him in four when he has another 3 yeah. matchup?
1: Yep. Um, other point, I that Najee's been quietly very consistent. Not booming, because the Steelers' offense isn't scoring fantasy points. But he's not running back. But... You know, 13 points a game, that's that's not bad, especially late in the season when you have injuries. He wasn't worth the first-round pick, but next year, a third- or fourth-round pick, I, I think he's dealt with a couple injuries this year that he has to get right, and I think the Steelers need to revamp the offense a little bit. But next year, I'm not fading Najee Harris, um, as long as he's not in in, in that top 20. I'll, I'll take him in rounds three or four. I don't, I don't think he's, you know, this year I took Etienne and Jacobs in rounds four or five. I would take Najee around that. I don't see a reason yeah. not to.
0: I totally agree with that. Um, one last point on the game uh george pickens now has more games where he scored double digit points than he has single considering that he had pretty much no snap share through three weeks that's incredible take out the first three weeks of the year um all with single digit points uh he has gone eight for 12 on double digit fantasy point days we always talk about the second year sophomore breakout receivers those are who you target in your fantasy drafts he is going to be one of the biggest targets and go gets for next.
1: yeah i like i like that a lot um kind of like Devonte smith uh you know, this year, but, but the, the offense won't be as explosive.
0: Exactly.
1: All right. Uh, speaking of the father Smith, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I wrote here that Minshew filled the role. Well, um, Nick, Nick was making a point on the show to start Minshew. I believe on the live show, Nick was more into Minshew than I was. Um, so good on Nick for, um, for trusting him there. I I was more scared of the Dallas defense, but I I don't know how I feel about the Dallas defense at this point. Um, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, both over 100-yard games. I think they both had over 15 fantasy points. Um, they're just set up every week. I know Devontae Smith set a couple stinkers, but, like, you just set those two every week. Um, that's just how you do it at this point. Um, next week, the Eagles are facing New Orleans. Probably no Hurts. I think Hurts is pushing the play, but probably no Hurts. I mean, I, I wouldn't play Hurts. Minshew looked good against Dallas. Um, they'll beat the Saints. The Saints are out of the playoffs. Like, they'll beat the Saints. I would play Minshew if I was them. And, and even if Minshew plays next week, you play all your Eagles. And if you, if you lost Jalen Hurts, and, and we'll talk about it, but uh, Minshew's a solid star for your championship if, if you need to. So uh, what is your uh, big takeaway um, from this one?
0: So mine really has to do with next week's matchups because this, this was an absolute shootout between these two teams. Um, the New Orleans Saints defense, though, uh, they have not allowed over 20 points since week nine of the season. So if you're talking about playing Gardner Minshew, um, like if it's Gardner Minshew versus Jalen Hurts, I don't think they're going to play Jalen Hurts. I think they'll get him out there for week 18. So this way he's not on four weeks off um, going into the, fa- to the actual playoffs um, because they they haven't secured the buy yet, but they're pretty much there. Um, I don't think they're going to play him. I would not play Minshew. I don't think he's going to put up enough points. Um, I don't, I don't think he's going to score enough touchdowns to be productive enough to, for your fantasy yep. um, start. So, so for me, I'm just fading him.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I also wrote here that Pollard and Zeke are clearly both trustable and should be played uh next week. Yeah, game. absolutely. I want to give – hats off to Jerry Jones. And you know what? Hats off to Mike McCarthy because Jerry Jones probably told him, I need mean my Zeke, man. And McCarthy's like, okay, I'll just slip Tony Pollard into the passing game and we'll let Zeke do the dirty work on the goal line. But I, I
0: got to tell thing. you honestly. I got to tell you someone that I think gets way too much hate. Mike McCarthy. He, he should absolutely if, – if the Eagles were not as dominant as they are, he absolutely should be up for coach of the year. He had five weeks with a backup quarterback, went four and one, only losing to the Eagles. You're probably not um, wrong. And the defense has absolutely collapsed, but it's because of his defensive coordinator and his scheming. Like, they're letting up a lot of points because Trayvon Diggs is trying to jump routes instead of just covering your corner. Yeah. Like, like that's just bad defense defensive coordinating But Mike McCarthy has consistently won games even with backup quarterbacks and they're so – someone getting a little too much hate for me. That's all.
1: He's just with Dallas. I think that's the problem. They no, know that Jerry Jones is the and he was Aaron
0: Rodgers' quarterback, which doesn't help. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, speaking of Mr. Rogers, Green Bay Packers versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, two sucks. What Thank a bomb, you. Thank man. you. Thank what you. What a bomb. He looked that's awful it. this one. I didn't hear you. Two, Hold on, one more. Two, time. Two, two, dude. He sucks. Like two of those picks Thanks. were really bad. And you know what? That that throw to Tyree kill it wasn't a terrible throw, but if it, if he has like a yard or two of air on that, it's a it's a touchdown, and I get a lot more fantasy points that I need for my dynasty league to catch up on the points. Um, I don't. First off, he's not better than Herbert. I will not pound that one. I do like to knock Justin Herbert as a stat sheet
0: stuffer. I, I will. I, I, I heard someone say that he's better. Not in this. I, not in this podcast. Okay. My text messages saying saying two was a winner. Two a winner. Go take two. He, he's he does, better. He does
1: win football games.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. The Chargers got a win. The Chargers, the uh, Chargers well, win this week. Chargers win this week. They lock a playoff spot. And then they're playing um, Saxonville or, uh, or the Titans. i will be fun. You
1: wrote here that he dropped outside the top 12 Q quarterbacks in fantasy. That's interesting. I didn't know that one. I think he'll be a fun mm-hmm. player to evaluate next year as well because um, there's a lot of talent around him. Um, so that wasn't my big takeaways, though. My big takeaway, at least, is that A.J. Dillon had a had had had, a, had a, an okay game. I mean, he out yep. Uh, not I don't know if he snapped Aaron Jones, but he had more carries, eleven to six. They both didn't have great games, but we might see more deal in the championship. And this was why I did not want to take Aaron Jones again. Why well, I took Kelsey over Aaron Jones because um, I didn't like that dead zone. So um, one of my points going into next year is don't take a running back for the sake of it. And that should be for any position, but like don't don't take it just for the sake of it. Um, so what's your big takeaway from this one?
0: Oh, you, you already touched on it. He Is absolutely terrible. He's an overrated quarterback. There should have never been as much hype as there was. He was beaten up on bad defenses with his elite weapons. Um, and now that his running game has stifled a little bit, he has not been able to figure out how to pass the ball effectively and efficiently. His accuracy has not – like he, the, the one thing he always had going for him was he had very good pinpoint accuracy within 20 yards. That yeah. has been inconsistent so far. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, he's under he's under throwing him. Like the whole thing about his arm like oh it's, it's better like he's hitting deep balls. No he's not. It's a lot of run after the catch when you're seeing these 40 60 yard but- uh receptions. It, it is absolutely horrendous. He's a bad quarterback. I do not want to hear that he's better than Justin Herbert ever again. He's up at Acho. I'm calling out a media member there. Emmanuel Acho, shut up with your with your two is better than Herbert. And you said, I'm not going to say it to the playoffs. Well, guess what? Herbert's going to finish with a higher seed, win more playoff games because he's going to beat the Titans or the Jaguars in the first round. And I don't want to hear the slander anymore. Then he's going to go wipe out jo- uh, Joey B in the second round. No, that's not Mark happen. my words. That's Mark no, my
1: words. No, we just get to the first round because he didn't yep. win playoff games. No. Nope.
0: <laughs> Um, second round of the AFC is going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. And we're going to watch Justin Herbert walk into the AFC championship game.
1: We'll see about that. We'll see. Um, Denver Broncos versus the Los Angeles Rams. You want to talk about bad quarterbacks. Russell Wilson sucks. He sucks out loud. Like, I, I feel like I say it every week, but he's bad. There's no Aaron Donald out there. He, he lost by, like, 50. It was – oh, it was so bad. And, a, and after – did he tweet about Jesus after the game? Please tell me he did not tweet about glory to you or something. I, I not, just no. got to see for myself. No. I got to check for myself. Let's see. Let's see. No, nope, he has not tweeted after the game. I would have cried if he wrote something like that after. It was, he would have gotten ripped for it. Um, also, shame on the NFL and Nickelodeon for not letting us make Russ the MVP. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Russ needed an MVP trophy. Come on. 100%. That's no Let's fun. ride, baby. For the I kids. Saw a funny, I saw a funny tweet that said, like, we need Russell Wilson to win the MVP because he'll talk about how it's actually a, a great award to win and other stuff and yada, yada, yada. i um,
0: love to see that. What do you
1: want to talk about here? Because we, we have a couple We have a couple points
0: here, so I'll let you take it first. Besides, I just ripped Russell Wilson. <laughs> Boom. I, I fucking hate the Broncos defense. I, I can't believe they went from – they, they were literally arguably a top three defense in football the entire year, and they allowed 40 fucking five points to Baker Mayfield. Like,
1: <laughs> and Baker looked bad on Monday night. He didn't even look good. He lost me my game last week. Keep, he On a bad. short week.
0: On a short week. I, I do not understand why Hackett's still the coach. I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you just fire him and figure it out, right? Like, like it, it makes no sense to me. I don't care about making him wait the rest of the year. We said in week three Nathaniel Hackett wasn't the guy. What can me and Nick see that the fucking guy that's paid millions of dollars can't? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. 45 points probably lost me a fantasy playoff game because negative four points. Negative four points to Baker Mayfield, no Cooper Cup. Cam Akers, you allowed to run for over 100 yards on you in three touchdowns. You are an absolute miserable organization. I wish you no success moving forward. I will not touch a single Bronco next year. I don't care who the head coach is.
1: I, I think if the Broncos lose one of their next two, Seattle's guaranteed a top three pick. Denver's facing Kansas City and the Chargers.
0: What a miserable organization.
1: And, then, uh, and then, uh, if the Bears and the Texans both win a game, I think there's a chance they move up to one or two
0: that's got to be the worst team to be a fan of at the moment. I'd rather be a Texans. I would, I, I, I see, I'm i getting the number one pick in the draft. I, I need to see that, a documentary. A right
1: I need to see a documentary about this trade, What went down when it happened and just like a filming of this entire season from both sides, uh, both teams. I just need to see it yep. because, and I, this is going to make teams, I think be scared to trade almost a little bit. Cause I like, and Russell Wilson did not look bad last year. Like he looked, he looked, not great after the injury, but you could chalk that up to being the injury. Um, so, so
0: here's what's happened, right? So there were three made or two major quarterbacks that were traded that, that had massive – or three, I guess. You had Tom Brady, who was traded, won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford traded, won a Super Bowl. Now you have Russell Wilson, who was traded and, and led the worst offense in football, terrible trade, did not work out for anybody, like these massive veteran quarterbacks. Yep. And the next one we expect to be on the move is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So – I do not know what this is going to do for you. I don't play. know either. I am um, very curious. I, I, he, I, 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 he also I will had a you, down here, like Stafford did, yeah. like Brady did, like Russ did. Yep. And it turned out only one of them was actually just bad.
1: Yep. I, I will tell you what, this. Um, there's one bright spot for the Broncos offense. Jerry, Judy, uh, fourth straight game over double-digit fantasy points. Um, in two of those four, he has over 20. Um, playing Kansas City next week. Last time against Kansas City, he had 33 fantasy points. I think you fire him up. I'm not worried about Jerry Judy at all. Um, as for Cam Akers, exploded 23, 113, and three touchdowns. I want to give uh, DeBro on Twitter. He works for uh, Fantasy Pros, one of my favorite analysts out there. I want to give him credit for these stats, so they're not from us. Since week 11, um, in every game he's had 20 carries. He's fifth in missed tackles, force and seventh on Pro Football focuses elusive rate. So Akers has played much better. Don't know how he's evaluated, um, you know, next season, but I think you know. I think he's on better terms with Sean McVay. And I think he's recovered from the ACL injury. I think it just takes time. And you know, yep. that's, that's kind of what we're seeing last game on Sunday night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, my big takeaway is that the Cardinals receivers are not playable with Chase McSorley. I don't know if McSorley is playing next week or if it's um, Colt McCoy, I guess we'll see what what happens, but Hopkins had 1.4 fantasy points. Uh, Marquise Brown had eight. The Cardinals have is it the Browns. No, it's not the Browns. It's uh who do they have next week? Um, I don't know. I'm going to look it up real quick. But I think Hopkins is a guy you could bench if it's a third-string quarterback. Yeah, They have the Falcons, who are actually fuck. <laughs> Just when you think it's easy. Just right, when well, you they, think it's they, easy. I, I, I want to see a lot of Cardinals questions on our live show on Sunday. I want them.
0: Um, yeah, bring them on.
1: I want them. What's your big takeaway from this one?
0: So I said it earlier, there's going to be a lot of players on the no-fly list. DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans are going to be two of them. They're both going to be drafted in the second and third round next year. Um, and, and neither one of them are going to be, like, like I'm not drafting them. Devonte Adams will wind up on that list. Ramondre Stevenson probably will end up on that list. Um, but there's a lot of guys that just had absolute shit weeks um, and, and lost a lot of people playoff championships. And those were two of them. I mean, th- this whole game was an absolute crapshoot. Um, it, it was a bad football. Uh, like I don't think we've never seen Tom Brady play bad football. He's playing bad football. Um, it, it, it's been miserable and, and it's a shame that, that that he's gonna go walk into a home playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys and probably walk out um, a champion.
1: I'm, I'm gonna admit that the Bucks are a bad football team now. I'm done. I'm done with it They're, This was a get yep. right game and they were a bad football team. I have to admit yeah. it now. And another documentary I want, the Buck season this year everything looks off coaching looks off brady looks off cuz they were they were good last year they were good they're really good they're probably two or three plays from from going to the super bowl cuz they would beat those 49ers i i will pound the desk on that one too yeah um they're bad they're a bad football team i want a documentary about or or maybe an article off of um uh what, what's the place that always has the good articles i think there's one on russell wilson earlier in the year uh not maybe players tribune i think there's another one that i like it might be
0: players, players tribune, tribune.
1: No, it's a, it does another one that that usually has pretty good articles. Anyway, anyway I want something to come out of this.
0: Is the board, the boardroom?
1: No, it's another one. I forget.
0: A All ones. right. Yeah. Moving on to the
1: waiver wire for week 17. There's more players than I thought there would be. And I put a, a couple other guys in here because we have some viewers, especially on the Sunday show, that has play in deeper leagues. So I, I wanted to put some guys on here. So. Let's talk about him, Nick. Uh, First one I have here is a quarterback, uh, Gardner Minshew, if he does play instead of Hurts. He's owned in 27% of leagues. Had 20-plus fantasy points against Dallas. Uh, I put here that the Philly roster is good enough for most quarterbacks, kind of like San Francisco's roster, but you don't like him next week against New Orleans. Um, I know you already stated that, but I I, kind of like him against New Orleans um, since week eight, I believe, like you said. Um, The Steelers scored 20. The Rams scored 20. 49ers 13. I think that's the game that Brock Purdy came in. I could be wrong about that. Um, the Bucks scored 17. You know that close game. Falcons scored 18. Browns 10. I don't think they face an offense like the Eagles in the Bengals. in last offense I see that 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 was a, a top top offense and they scored 30. Um, the Ravens scored 27 with Lamar. So I know you're fading Minshew a little bit. I'm not scared of the Saints at this point. I think they're another team that's kind of tapped out and they're just they're there. They're just a football team. I, I will play Gardner Minshew if I need to, and I'll pick him up if I need to.
0: I, I don't hate the take but the, the my problem is um the Cowboys defense has been so bad where it's kind of hard for me to gauge it. The Cowboys have only forced one sack over the last 3 weeks. Um that they, they've allowed 28, 34, 23 over the last three Houston, Jacksonville and Philly with backup Gardner Minshew. Yep. So you're talking yep. about a team like like he got a very good showing against a team that's had like a ton of terrible momentum and, and was yep. kind of just a shootout game. Where I don't think that, that that's what New Orleans is. I think their defense is very well built. Yeah. um they, they've been holding teams under twenty points. Minshew is a backup quarterback. I do mm-hmm. think he deserves a starting role in this league. Honestly, um, I, I think he bad. deserves. I think like Ryan Fitzpatrick type role where where he's gonna you know a good transition guy, Teddy Bridgewater esque, or or like one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Like like good guy, yep. but. I don't like him against some of those better upper echelon teams and I can't would see him.
1: Would you rather play Brock Purdy
0: against um, Vegas?
1: He's at his points yeah. are 14, 21, 16, and 15.
0: I'd probably rather play Purdy. Okay. I, I think, think I'd think rather Purdy. play
1: Minshew for the upside, but um, I, I get that. They're, they're both available. Yeah. Um Jahan Dotson, 30.2%. Um, and we've spoken about him enough. He'll both be our number one waiver target. Three straight weeks of 15 plus as Cleveland next week. James Cook at 46%. Over 11 in three of his last four. Has been splitting carries at Singletary, basically. I, I put, you know, if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league, he's a good pickup if he's available. Um, I would pick him up, Nick. I, I, if, I don't think I'd play him, but, like, if you're in a situation where, like, I lost Jonathan Taylor, if I was in my championship in my dynasty league, um, you know, I would consider playing him.
0: Um, he's going up against Cincinnati who just shut down Ramondre Stevenson, who's been one of the most consistent running. They backs also shut down the bucks running backs two weeks ago. So that's a good point. So, so if it wasn't the matchup, I would probably consider it, but okay. tough matchup hasn't been consistent enough for me. Um, I think it's hard to transition to who is still the backup running back, right? Um, for your championship, so I, I'm, I just,
1: of, I'm just trying to think of deeper leagues where like you lost Jonathan Taylor, and we're we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, look, United I'm in a fourteen-person so, league so, where I lost. Right, right. Yeah. So we're to, you know we're talking before the Monday Night Football game. Maybe Zach Moss goes out there and has a good game, but if neither of those Colts running backs have a good game, I don't think you could trust them in your fantasy championship, and you may have to play a guy like this. So.
0: He's still um, rostered in, like, 50% of leagues yeah, or close yeah. to it. So I'm sure yeah. the upper team or the deeper leagues, he's rostered already. Which Probably, yeah. It.
1: Good point. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, 26.3%. He's at 15-plus in two of his last three. Um, again, I don't think really in get a 12- or 10-man. I would go and pick him up. But in a deep league, like, is this somebody you might go out and get? Um, Carolina still has a chance at the playoffs. They need to win next week, I believe. Um, they, oh, they're the Bucs next week. That's a big game for them. If they win that game, they win the division, I think. The Bucks are a tough run team, though. Tough. But but they just let they just let James Conner score like twenty plus fantasy points against them.
0: That that, that this is a very good one because it's like I don't want to trust him because he he still is the RB two on his team and he is going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are Conner had seventy
1: nine yards and a touchdown by the way seven receptions for forty one yards. Yeah,
0: just is he going to get the pass catching work? And he had zero I think
1: whichever whichever yeah, back is getting the pass catching work might be more attractive.
0: So this past week he had zero targets and I mean so did Foreman so it's yeah. like you know that's tough that's a tough it, one it, 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 it would be all, cool. it'd be
1: awesome if the Panthers had a pass catching running back
0: and I really oh, we got some the if- breaking news. Uh-oh. Mike White is coming back this week. So so did Garrett they announce Wilson him as the starter? is startable. Garrett Wilson is startable against Did the they team. announce him as a starter or no? Yes, they did.
1: Right, Zach Wilson back to the bench. He's never going to start another game for the Jets. I don't know if he ever starts another NFL game, honestly.
0: I think they they, <clears throat> I, they didn't announce it, but the, there's a lot of reports coming that they're either cutting him at the end of the year or if, if they can't find a, a... – He's
1: never going to start an NFL game in his career. He's Darnold. Yeah, exactly. Like Sam Darnold, he showed some flashes and played for a season or two. but like, And, and as far as I could tell, Sam Darnold was professional just wasn't a great yes, football player. Yes, he was a but... locker
0: room guy, which was yeah. the problem with, with Wilson.
1: Yep um so in hubbard are you deeper league would you pick him up would you even if you're not going to play him you're going to pick him up just for the thought of it uh, he's someone i'd want to play
0: keep away with i do not want to yeah. play against him but i do not okay. want to play him. that's fair you know he's patrick right. yeah <laughs> there you
1: go uh <laughs> another really deep one isaiah Hod uh hodgins um on the giants owned in 1.1 percent of league he's 15 plus in three of his last four does have a touchdown in all three, so you could take away that six points, more so averaging nine points. Um, But also six-plus targets in in, in those four and just about over 40 yards in each of them. Uh, Has the Colts next week. Um, Colts have actually gotten really bad against wide receivers lately. Um, Is this somebody you might want to give a shot to?
0: Yeah, and the Colts are going to be coming off the short week um, because they play tonight. Um, I don't think it's a – it's it, i think it's another one where it's like Hubbard. like i'd rather play keep away like i would yep. not want to see him in my opponent's lineup but i don't know if yep. i fully trust him.
1: that's fair uh and then lastly dj Chark owned in 30.9 percent of leagues 14 plus and three at the last four um 90 plus yards and five plus targets in three at the last four that fourth game was that jet game the jets have best secondary in the league so uh, you know I, i'll put that one as an outlier um He's also the second option on a high-powered offense. I think they're a top-five scoring offense in the league. Um, I think they're pass-heavy. I think they're pass-first at this point. Um, and they have Chicago next week, um, who's been pretty decent against wide receivers, but still, it's a game the Lions need, need, need to win if they want to make the playoffs. Um, they're still in playoff contention. So um, the Bears actually have given up the fourth most fancy points to, to wide receivers, so excuse me on that. Um, run, that's running in well, Even
0: this past two weeks, or this yeah. last week, they shut down Diggs. And, and, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so well, is this somebody you might... Play in your championship. Target in your championship.
0: Um, I think if if you needed to, I'd be willing to roll him out. There is a, there is very good ceiling there. Good matchup um, has been had the consistency. Like Nick said, the only team that's really shut him down has been the Jets, who, who as he quoted, and, and not not the guy with the Jets hat on, best secondary in football um I, I think he is worth a start i think he's worth the yeah, roster that denver enough.
1: see that, that that denver defense gets nothing from me anymore
0: yeah nothing dotson is the guy i want to own off this list but the number two would be Chark for sure
1: okay that's fair so um and then let's go defenses here um if you can get them i've Kansas city against denver um two of the last three games they've over 10 fantasy points they're owned in about 60 percent of leagues in espn um pittsburgh against baltimore Uh, Back-to-back games over 10 for Pittsburgh. They did did only have six the last time they faced Baltimore. I think that was with Tyler Huntley. Um, But still, um, I think Pittsburgh looks like a better football team than Baltimore right now. Um, And that's a Sunday night football game, by the way. And the Jaguars at Houston, three straight games over 10 points for the Jaguars. So how would you rank these defenses if you uh, can go get them?
0: Um, I like the – I kind of like Kansas City. The last time that they played Denver, they did force a pick six. But outside of that, they did allow four touchdowns to the Broncos, which is uh, yeah. which is never good because the Broncos nope. absolutely suck. We hate them. Um, we don't like anybody over there. Um, I do think the one I would want would be um, Pittsburgh against Baltimore. Okay. Um, Baltimore, especially if Lamar's not there. I mean, yep. they've been absolutely horrendous as an offense. Pittsburgh has definitely picked up steam as a defense. So um, that's the one I want to target. Number two would be Kansas City, and I don't want to touch the division matchup of Jacksonville and Houston.
1: Yep, I agree. So I, I'm going to go Kansas City, Denver. Um, a, a little Casey first. And if Lamar's playing, I'll take Jacksonville. But if Lamar's not playing, I'll take Pittsburgh. Um, so how, how would you rank these top – what would be your top five waiver targets? And we're both going to say Dotson. Um, your number two is Shark, you're saying. I'll, go, I'll agree with you in that. I think I would then go – assuming I don't need a quarterback um, or defense, I'll go James Cook. would uh, be my three – Hubbard my four, and Isaiah Hod- 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 Hodgins my five. If you need a quarterback, bump that one up. If you need defense, bump that one up as well.
0: Yeah, I'd go Dotson one, Clark two, Cook three, um, play Hubbard four, and then defense or quarterback. Yep. Don't keep away Hodgins. Anyway, any one of those would be
1: fine yep. with me. Alrighty guys, we went long. Um, it was a lot of fun talking football though. I think we had a, a lot of fun talking some football in this one. So we did go a little bit long, but that's okay. We're only doing two shows this week. So, uh, you have some time to listen to this one. Um, thank you guys for listening to this. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform like iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you watch the show on YouTube, um uh, make sure you drop a like, um, you know, we'd appreciate that. Share the links with your friends, subscribe to the channel as well. Don't forget, uh, live show is going to be this Sunday, 9 30 a.m., not 8 30 a.m. We we'll need an extra hour of sleep coming off the new year, but we're going to help you guys hopefully win those fantasy championships. And I will say this we will do a live show on week 18 as well because some people are psychos and play in leagues until week 18. So we will do that. Um, I know most of you probably don't won't have a lot of questions for us, we'll, we'll do it, we'll still answer your questions. And
0: if you're still in league, so we'll we will see. also have some content during the off season. So, yes, you, we will, you can still engage uh, we with will. Us.
1: And if you guys are involved in any playoff fantasy, like during the NFL playoffs, um, we'll, we'll try to help you out with that. We'll talk about what, what we personally do for that as well. So anyway, um, that's all good stuff coming with the next few weeks. So keep interacting with us on social media, Primetime FFPod, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Best of luck in your waiver claims, and we'll talk to you later this week as we prepare for the Fantasy Football Championships.